This is the Lincoln and Wells episode 10 spooktacular. <laughs> God, yes, yes. Very spooky. This is our, an emergency podcast coming to you from Lincoln and Wells headquarters in in Panhandle City. Both our both it's our West uh, and yeah. East Coast bureaus. Right, right. Uh, we are we are. In case uh, you are listening to this at some point in the distant future, perhaps in the the ruins of what man once termed America, uh, you should know that uh, this is the. Um, the midst of the coronavirus uh, COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, and we are bringing you a, a coronavirus special. You know, there's a non-zero chance that this could be the last transmission from humanity. It's not a Absolutely. high chance, but Absolutely. it is non-zero. So, Yeah, having a, um, having a podcast, I just realized, is a very powerful platform that we can really use to our just intense advantage at this point in time in terms of shaping, you know, how we as a species are remembered. Well, on that note, I I just wanted to say that. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, please. uh, That I'm running for president. No. Uh, Oh, (laughs) Oh, man, because, you know, we don't we if there's one thing that the uh, the Democratic primary is missing right now it's uh it's white men i feel like we really <laughs> white men and interference from podcasters that's what we need absolutely absolutely um more of that good no, lord but what yeah. i wanted um, to what i wanted to say is that i think it's a fair assessment to say that our our nation is lacking in trustworthy leadership at the moment absolutely absolutely uh, another way of putting it might be that the dumbest of all possible dumb shits are in charge during one of the most remarkable crises, certainly of my life and probably of the last 50 years. Yeah. I mean, I keep thinking this is, this is completely unprecedented, both in terms of the event occurring and in terms of the man who, uh, is supposedly leading us through it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a. I don't know that we've ever had a, a mix quite this bad. So I think I don't think we realized this when we came up with the name for this podcast. But now I think it's clear in hindsight that we were positioning ourselves to step into the void at this critical moment. Absolutely. Lead our nation through this dark time, right? Uh, by right. by, uh, almost channeling the spirit of our greatest thespian and <laughs> our ugliest and best president. Although I'm actually I'm going to immediately retract that because I do think our current president is uglier. I mean, and I, you know, I'm there's I'm, just something so bloated and corrupt about his appearance. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a slug like quality to the man in charge right now that, that Lincoln never had. Lincoln was just like an affable skeleton with a top hat. Yeah, exactly. He was Jack Skellington basically. (laughs) Yes. He was here to, he was here to make our holidays just a little bit spookier. So anyway, this is uh, obviously, this is an emergency pandemic Right. Special 10th episode blowout, and this is going to be coming to you 
raw and unfiltered, probably largely unedited. So you'll you'll get to hear all the unfunny stuff that I normally cut out. Totally. And totally. Uh, if you didn't realize that I normally cut out the unfunny stuff and that what's left is supposed to be the funny stuff, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Tyler, I do want to work our way into this episode by talking to you about the uh, the most pressing public health issue of of our age, absolutely, of our time. And I'm referring, of course, to the situation at Gumby's Pizza Shop in downtown State College, Pennsylvania. Oh, I know nothing about this. This is as reported on NBC Channel Six W Jack. Gumby's Pizza Shop was. Uh, cited by a state health inspector on Friday for causing an imminent health hazard for, quote, using one of its food prep tables to give people tattoos. Sorry, one more time there? (laughs) I don't think I heard you correctly. Gumby's Pizza Shop was cited by a state health inspector for causing an imminent health hazard for, quote, using one of its food prep tables to give people tattoos. Now, that is the kind of, I don't know, cost-saving solution with, like, uh, um, multi-use business innovation that that we can really use in tough times like these. It's really just a co-working space, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's essentially a WeWork. Uh, Here's here's, um, an excerpt from the inspector's notes. The food prep table was used as a bed for tattooing. Contamination from blood could have sprayed onto food contact services or the dough mixer. <laughs> now, now I need to get this straight because I was a hundred percent until you said that going like, yeah, maybe like some, some burger bits would get into someone's skin and they'd get infected. I hadn't really considered <laughs> the blood. Oh, my friend. Yeah, 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 okay. It's the other way around. All right. Shit. The violation results in the pizza shop pizza shop being closed until further notice. <laughs> Thank God. Which Thank I, God. Do you think they were open in uh, in defiance of uh, self isolation guidance, mm. or was this? Mm. <laughs> were they? Because I mean... <laughs> I'm wondering if the other pizza, the, uh, sorry, the other uh, tattoo parlors had you know, responsibly closed down and Gumby's just saw an opportunity to, to, to move in on the market. Now, my question is like, what were the kinds of tattoos they were getting at Gumby's? Were they all Gumby's centric? Because like, this is the perfect time to get a commemorative pizza tattoo uh, to, to, to show how you wrote out the, uh, the COVID-19 outbreak. I, and I, I just want to take this opportunity to say scientists have missed a, a great opportunity in not calling it Corvid 19 with just the letter R, this could have been a a crow based plague that we would have all enjoyed. 
it's obvious that everyone's looking for a fall guy in this situation. We have the president going on racist screeds and people in his administration giving it racist nicknames. Mm -hmm. Uh, This could have really, your idea could have really shifted the blame onto, you know, a party that we don't really care about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we here at Lincoln and Wells care deeply about crow based news, but you know, but, but, but we're not pro. Sure, Virginia. sure, we are certainly not pro crow. We, uh, oh man, if this were six months ago, there would have been a great quid pro crow joke. Um, but unfortunately, oh yes, six months ago when that. That uh, unprecedented crisis happened that uh, oh, right. yeah, we've yeah, all yeah. forgotten about now. So this also reminds me, perhaps roughly six months ago, we did an episode of this podcast where we talked about a a crow that was controlling a man's mind and yes. <laughs> getting up to, to hijinks in Vancouver, British Columbia. Right, and right. That's another weird example of our unexpected prescience, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, we, we knew the, I mean, apart from the fact that it's not actually called COVID-19 and crows right, have nothing right. to do with this. Of course. Like, look, don't like, you know, in all seriousness, don't be racist. Don't blame crows for any of this. I mean, really don't blame bats either. They're just, they just have immune systems that are painfully similar to ours. Can we blame the pangolin? I think. Is that fair game? I feel like the pangolin is a more worthy opponent. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and we were so close. We were so close to eradicating them by shipping them overseas for, for, for various yeah, and, illegal reasons. That, in truth, like, you know, touche pangolin. Yeah, we almost yeah, had you and you hit back in a big way. Yeah. So we asked our listeners for their questions in, in this time of need. What do they need to know? What What are they looking for leadership on? What What are the issues that they need guidance Absolutely. about? And how do, we, uh, how do we fulfill our roles as Lincoln and Wells to guide the nation through this tough time? Yeah. So um, listener Micah asks... What should I wear in the event that I'm invited to a plague party and or the infrastructure collapses? I'd like to leave behind a baffling corpse. So first of all, Micah, if you're invited to a plague party, don't go. I mean, I would like to amend that. Don't go yet. We're assuming this is after various restrictions have been lifted and uh, it's safe to party once more. Let's yeah. uh, let's just say you have fought for your right to party, <laughs> and I realize now that putting it in the past tense completely ruins that that lyric. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> it does. It really makes it a a, 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 a terrifyingly sad statement about. Um, <laughs> it's like it becomes like a boomer anthem. We <laughs> look what we did. <laughs> look what we did this one time, and how well it's worked, and will can maybe not continue to work in the future. So here's the thing about this: yeah. um, you're tempted to go with one of the post-apocalyptic archetypes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you want to just go f- straight Mad Max, right? You don't want to do uh, uh, up in that could be. 
Yeah, together. like like yeah. metal um, epaulets and like a crossing bandoliers and that kind of thing. Right. Just a little too on the nose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or some of the other like standard post-apocalypse. Well, I mean, I think if we're specifically going for a plague party theme, then I mean, there's the there's the like full Venetian masquerade look, right, a la Poe, um, yeah. with uh, with you know, yeah, going going as your um, whatever sin you most identify with, uh, and I think we all know which sin all of us most identify with these days. It's it's sloth, <laughs> just. <laughs> Because we're because tra- I, I was going to say because we're trapped Not, indoors, and I just realized now in general it's sloth. That is that is the sin that I. I'm going to say in my case that is not true. Oh. Um, I have a five month old, and I am working my ass off all day oh. long. Uh, oh God! Already five months old. My sin is probably envy of everyone who doesn't have a five month old. <laughs> yeah. No, I can imagine that's that. That's a lot of. That's a. Sp- Oh, I was going to say spicy meatball because that's the only way I can end that sentence, but <laughs> I, I would not want to refer to your, your child as such. Yeah. Okay. So uh, envy, yeah. Yeah. those are good. Yeah. I mean, classic. okay. So, so you got the OG plague doctor mask with the long, uh, horn kind of, I, you know, it is an evil duck look. It is an evil duck look. You're right. I was about to say, like, I, I, I can't quite remember what a plague doctor mask looks like. And then I turned to my left where one is hung on my wall. So uh, <laughs> I got it for reference. And yeah, I remember yeah. our, our first day as roommates and um, encountering that hanging on the wall and just being like, hmm, OK, what am I getting myself into here? Yeah. Yeah. I remember you were I think in your first email, you talked about having more than one guitar and then the second email said, oh, no, you're going to think I'm some kind of guitar nut. So really, it's more or less the same thing. You have like, don't turn, don't turn this back on me. We're talking about your <laughs> weird shit right now. But yeah, no, the Play Doctor Mask is a good, is a good look. And, and as with the, uh, the you know, uh, Renaissance Plague Doctors, you can, um, you know, uh, put some rose water and um, pestilence uh, abating herbs in the end of that that duck beak, and uh, and just smell nice things so that you won't get the disease while you you touch people's sores. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's a good that's a good party look. Although I feel like we have not yet addressed uh, Micah's um, concern, which is that uh, they want to leave a baffling corpse. Right. So to to try to hit this baffling target mm-hmm. that, that Micah has set, you know, one, one way to do it is to kind of give the impression that you might be a time traveler. So you Ooh. could go with plague doctor mask, hazmat suit, and some like Mad Max style accessories, shoulder pads, uh, you know, Chrome kneecaps, something like that. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good. That's a good one. Yeah, the the. I think building off of the sort of like time traveler vibe, just just go as someone from a time that um really you would never expect to have to deal with. Uh, like everyone's got, I know in their closets, they're like Renaissance fair costume, right? Or their their Mad Max accessory. Just go as a caveman. I've been trying, you know. I've also just been trying to think about like what other costumes, and I've I've gotten off on a tangent in my head about like just. Well, what are some of the themes that Madonna in, you know, like going off of cavemen and I guess just like all 
there's a tack room at the Madonna Inn. It's just all red leather and uh, like horseshoes on the walls. And I think like a red leather and horseshoe outfit could be really, really stunning. That's actually a perfect opportunity to mention our sponsor, Stamp.Horse. Yeah. They're really hurting in this <laughs> time. And they need... Just like Representative Devin Nunes said, like, go out to your local pub, patronize a local horse post office, and just mail something, anything, to anyone. But also do the opposite of what Devin Nunes says. I mean, yes, in, no, in should, all <laughs> scenarios, but especially yeah. this one. Right. Don't go out to your local pub right now, guys. Do patronize stamps.horse. We promise it's a real website that you'll be able to visit soon. So, Micah, I hope that answered your question uh, yeah, and really yeah. helps you out when uh, we get to this inevitable stage of. Total social collapse. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to listener Maggie, who All right. asks, Alex Jones is in trouble for selling toothpaste that, air quotes, cures COVID-19. Oh. That seems criminally oh. pedestrian for a plague remedy. What better snake oil can you two come up with? <laughs> uh, well, as I always say, it's not real snake oil unless you can see a whole snake corpse in the bottle. Like if we, if, if you're gonna, if you want to, if you're going to town, you might as well go in a Lincoln full of snake corpses. So just, so when, you know, like, yeah. I'm sorry, you're, you're getting pedantic about what it is and isn't snake oil right now. That's what you're going to do. No, I'm just saying like, I would, I want there to be return to snake based snake oil. <laughs> just, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I, Maggie is right. The toothpaste make is snake lame. oil snake again. <laughs> make snake oil snake again. We can cut up all those "Don't Tread on Me" Tea Party T-shirts. <laughs> Put a new graphic on top of it. The snake's already chopped up, right? No, I guess the "Don't Tread on Me" snake is not in pieces. That's the like United early colonies. That's the the colonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm but I like my... I like where your head's at now. I think this is <laughs> this is a more promising direction. So just, yeah, just get a bunch of, I mean, like, look, there was in the, in the, uh, in the, in the Renaissance, uh, during the, or I guess the, you know, early age of reason, right. During the 1666 black plague in London, uh, people would take like toads that they would kill and then let desiccate. And then you'd wear as a, as a charm. Um, sometimes you'd like, uh, uh, cut a little hole in the back of the toad so you could blow through it like a whistle. I think that is this is the perfect time to do that. A plague whistle, like, a plague whistle made of a, de- a dried toad, specifically, yes, because uh, then it's it, it like helps you. Um, it, it can help you not touch your face, right? Because like that's mm. a that's a, just a tick that everyone has, and here your tick can be whistling through a dead frog. Oh, I thought you were going to say there was a disgusting toad on your face, so you didn't want to touch it and i mean both are good both are good right if you put a toad to your lips you won't want to touch your face is a is an adage i've definitely heard oh man you could uh similarly didn't i i heard somewhere that this virus has some kind of like a snake origin i know there's the pangolin thing and the bats Mm -hmm. and whatever but right uh civets so so i don't know that you know 
that snake oil wouldn't actually work in this scenario. I mean, the That's antidote true. is usually the right the the same as the the poison. Right? And apparently, um, dried powdered pangolin is already a thing. That's like a big deal in in the black market. That's yeah. part of that's part of how this maybe got to us in the first place. So yes. why not just step up the pangolin trade, right? Get some pangolin oil, which is I assume just powdered pangolin, like you know, mixed up with some grapeseed oil. Okay, but remember we're uh, we're Alex Jones level grifters in this uh, in this uh. hypothetical. So we don't need to get actual pangolin oil. We just need to get some bullshit that we can say is pangolin oil. That's true. I'm pretty sure that the only thing that's in most Alex Jones products is uh, like chicken skeleton. I believe I, I watched. Uh, I think actually it was a, a John Oliver episode where they they just said that there's there's just a lot of ground up chicken bone in a lot of the stuff he sells. So. But that's God. that's going to be harder I mean, to do, right? Yeah, I was going to say, why work that hard? I, I assumed he was just like peeling the labels off of Crest and like reselling them at twice the price or something. But he's actually milling chicken bones? Milling, or? I mean, apparently milling chicken bones, uh, the power of bone broth, I think, is something that a lot of his products uh, say. I wonder if like, like uh, you know, to to just maximize profit, can we get like mason jars full of air? We just seal up the mason jar and say, this is, this is special air that, that if you breathe that air alone, I don't know. That's, that's the, uh, it is cheap. (laughs) It is really cheap. That's the space balls (laughs) cure. The space balls. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I did once see on, uh, on eBay, someone was selling a mason jar full of ghost poop. And it was just a mason jar with some cotton balls in it. So, you know. <laughs> oh, I thought, I mean, that's better. I was thinking it was just an empty mason jar. Oh, that would have been good too. That would have been good too. Man. We, <laughs> so clearly, like, there is a market for, <laughs> it's a, I think it's a buyer's market, not necessarily a seller's market <laughs> for, uh, for mason jars full of nothing labeled as ghost whatever. But uh, still, yeah. Pangolin dreams or something that. Oh, pang- yeah, a jar of pangolin you, dreams. Actually, yeah, really, if you yeah. like snort them right before bed, you'll have, uh, you'll have a vision that tells you how to avoid the coronavirus. <laughs> so that's it. That's it. It's just a jar of, just a jar of, uh, of, of pangolin dreams that we have specially sourced. We put up a we put up a picture on the website of a um, one of those mason jars just strapped to the uh, to the to the the head of a pangolin while it sleeps, so that you know it's getting all those quality dreams at night. You know, we caught them in a sieve, and then and then yeah, just just sell them. Oh, you could make money on the front and the back end. You could sell pangolin dream catchers, Ooh, and then yes, a purified pangolin dream extract. Now, is a pangolin dream catcher smaller because pangolins are small, or is it is it larger because pangolins dream big? I don't think the size is as important as the fact that it has to be armored. Oh, that's true. That's true. I guess now I've just revealed that my understanding of dream catchers is that it is in fact the the spokes and webbing of a dream catcher that literally catches dreams of different sizes. 
which I'm sure is just just absolutely flat out wrong, both for the uh, the First Nations community that that uses them religiously and for the like you know white arts and crafts community that <laughs> just thinks they're kind of neat. I don't. I think maybe no one actually believed that it was the spokes catching them. God. Yeah, you've now uh, you've now killed both of those demographics for us. Damn so it, thanks damn a lot. It, right. And and there's a lot of them in the panhandles. So. Yeah. <sighs> all right. But I will all say right. the panhandles are the safest place to be right now. Oh, by all means. And and to those of you lighthouse keepers, oh, like you're golden. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Like uh, <laughs> mermaid fever. Way, way, way less dangerous than than COVID nineteen, and we're we're going to need you to uh, guide all of the plagued cruise ships back into port. God, we will, we will, <laughs> where they can be quarantined. Uh, I I had this um, this like enduring fantasy the other day that uh, that. Lincoln and Wells would get popular enough that we could be invited onto the Joko cruise with every other comedy podcast. And, uh, cause you know, it was, it was a C last week. And then like, man, if we went there during the outbreak, we'd be trapped on the Joko cruise with all of our podcasting idols. And like, there's nothing. Wait, that, hmm? Are you saying that all of the leading comedy podcasters are currently trapped on a cruise ship? I haven't heard back yet. Every single podcast I listen to that uh, had a Joko Cruise member on it is running reruns this week f- because they knew they were going to be gone. Oh my so, god! This is this is our yeah, chance. This is our this chance, is... right? If they're all trapped, then there's no one to compete. <laughs> the, the, the competition is out of the game. Absolutely. People, Absolutely. This is amazing oh. news. Um, should we should we move on to our next question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to be clear, uh, Maggie, we we hope we've helped. Pangolin dream catchers and jars of pangolin dreams are really where it's at in terms of in terms of snake oil. I I'm, honestly, I would buy one at this point. I've kind of sold myself on it. Yeah, yeah. I think actually, I might just I might just get out the the twine later on and make myself a little pangolin dream catcher. So listener, Brian asks, oh. Brian's one of our, one of our, our first listeners. If I recall it's correctly. Our, probably our most loyal yeah, listeners. So yeah. I'm glad we could finally uh, get him involved in the show like this. Brian says, do you think Baloo's delivery service in tailspin <laughs> created cargo cults among the natives around Cape Suzette? <laughs> so I mean, we're really getting into it now this is this is important this is important we need to sink our teeth into this one um i just want to like shout out to to the writers of tailspin i had never realized that it was called cape suzette and uh that's a pretty good pun for these dark times so, so was uh, was Cape Suzette supposed to be like a, a Caribbean kind of uh, uh, Caribbean or, or South like Pacific a, a French Caribbean yeah. port? Yeah, I think so. I, I think probably, you know, like a, a sort of like, um, you know, St. Bart's or, uh, or yeah. maybe a Micronesia. I don't I don't know. I feel like that would be too far flung. You couldn't fly. That's a, true. A, That's true. A short range seaplane. Uh, around Micronesia, but oh, oh, Mister, Mister, Mister Semester at Sea here, giving me all the 
all the guff on island distances. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, they don't make them like they used to. I mean, this this is a show with an amazing premise. It's true. It's uh, true. They took animals from various other Disney properties. I mean, and uh, clear, mostly from the Jungle Book, but and but gave them jobs yeah. as uh, as like short haul air truckers. Yeah, yeah, in the Caribbean. Absolutely. With just a little I mean, bit of like a, a Casablanca theme thrown in, I mm-hmm. think. Yep. With, uh, with Louis Barr. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know what it is? It's a, it's a perfect melding of Casablanca and like the Jimmy Buffett lifestyle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Plus air pirates. Or, or is that actually already part of the Jimmy Buffett lifestyle? <laughs> is the assumption of air pirates. <laughs> I think air pirates are implicit in, in the Buffett uh, ethos, but yeah. Um, so, so Brian's wondering if, if the, uh, I guess the omnipresence of Baloo's, uh, seaplane, pontoon plane, whatever it's called, right. Uh, would have, would have created cargo cults among the natives, sort of the way, like I heard stories that are probably completely apocryphal and like bullshit colonialist mm-hmm. self mythologizing about like, the native people in Pacific islands thinking that the, uh, the ships of Europeans were like bird gods or something arriving on their shores. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and, uh, you know, yeah, I, I have, I have no idea to the, as to the veracity of that, but it is a fascinating idea, right. That you get, uh, all of these sort of, I guess it's really similar to our current situation where one day we're going to wonder what all of these great, like, uh, ruins of the civilization we once lived in were, you know, just because they're, they're scattered across the landscape. Um, mm-hmm. God, I got depressed for a second. I'm so sorry, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so these, these one, one of the yeah. things about, one of the things about doing an unfiltered pandemic podcast is that, uh, whoa. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, hold on one second. Uh, that was my mic falling. <laughs> Oh, I thought I thought maybe you'd gotten bored and just like whipped out your maracas for a second. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Oh, thank God. Okay, yes. But yeah, sorry. Um I forced you to do just a little bit of editing, I guess, for the sake of our listeners' ears. <laughs> well, I, I was just about to say that yeah. one thing about doing an, an unfiltered, raw, semi live podcast like this is that in, in a moment of uh, genuine catastrophe is that it's going to get a little too real every now and then it is. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's good. we're yeah. going to, we're going to get a little bit sad and yeah, you know, that, um, that's okay. Cause everyone we're talking to is sad too. It's true. It's true. I, I feel like um, people depend on us not to lift their spirits in dark times, but to remind, remind them that like, podcasters are just like the rest of you. They have deep, deep existential fears where they, they can't tell which I mean, our, yeah. our lives might seem fabulous and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sort of unattainable <laughs> to, to the rest of you, but, but we hurt too sometimes. Oh yeah. And no, no, even, even podcasters can be afraid. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, have you heard Marin? That man is afraid twenty four seven. So, but back except to the, of the sound know. of his own voice, right? Right. No, I mean, oh, oh, shots fired. Shots hey, he's fired. on that fucking cruise ship. He can't do anything. Yeah, it's true. What's it's he true. gonna do? It's true. <laughs> 
I mean, let's be clear. Like we are going to get, we are going to get roasted in glow season four, but uh, you know, it was worth it. It was worth it. So, I mean, let's talk about, let's talk about the, the cargo cults uh, that were formed around Crepe Suzette. I would assume that um, with just the sheer amount of air piracy on those islands, right? Like you have, you have, I guess Sher Khan was on it as a, as a crime boss, right? Yeah. He's kind of a, a corrupt tycoon, I mm-hmm. think. And I believe, I believe, um, uh, uh, Don Carnage, the, uh, was it, was like an airwolf. Oh, that's, a, that's a, another pun. I get it now. Um, <laughs> see, uh, I, this is, I, I think it's interesting that, um, Brian would kind of gravitate to the idea that they would, that people would, would start worshiping freight rather than the anthropomorphized animals that are transporting the freight right hither and right. yon. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean <laughs> and that is a that is a wild idea though. Like if if all of the the uh the sort of like colonialist uh fantasies of of uncivilized peoples in in the Tailspin universe were just people. Just a, a, a withering comment on our unfitness to rule. Um, mm. mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... I'm Not screwing. to mention... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm actually just realizing now that uh, Stamps.Horse is part of the Tailspin universe. It really is. It really is. Well, because they're, the, they're like the Pony Express, right? Yeah, they're the, they're the land uh, sort of arm of Baloo's delivery service. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be clear. The, the land, the land arm of, of tailspin might be cowboys of Moo Mesa. Do, do you remember that one? Another I Disney based? absolutely do not. It was about a meteor hit the, uh, American, uh, Southwest in the, uh, in the 1880s and mutated a bunch of cows into uh, humanoid cow people. And then it was like there, it was like in the, in the sort of phase when it's like, we got to come up with our own Ninja Turtle, like knockoffs. It was the cowboys mm. of Moo Mesa. So there are a bunch of cows, wrangling folks. Um, anyway, uh, I see. <laughs> oh, it was very, so yeah, the, yeah. The, the Stetsons on the on the cow, and they're lassoing people and milking them. Or if they're not lassoing and milking people, though. I would pay good money to see that in the gritty remake. Um, I think they're fighting just like you know old west baddies, but they're like scorpions and vultures and things. It's oh, I thought you were going to say they're fighting the, the the gradual erosion of their way of life. Oh man, maybe that too. It but. was a powerful statement about about like the 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 cavalry, uh, you know, destroying um, uh, First Nations in the Southwest. That'd be great. But no, this is about this is a show about cowmen who don't have much to do because their literal job is to wrangle people that are like them but no longer are. They're like travel agents, I guess. They just. They don't have a job anymore. Oh, we got back to the sad. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess what I'd say to you, Brian, is like, uh, 
we, we would have to establish some parameters for the kinds of cargo that Baloo is carrying to figure out what what kind of cargo cults might be developed. And, um, you know, um, in the case that uh, I, I would expect that, um, unfortunately, you know, the, the, the enterprise of, of, of Sher Khan and, and the, the vague air piracy ambitions of people like Don Carnage would have would have driven out a lot of the people from their, uh, from their, their uh, ancestral homes um, that you would, you would, you would see fewer isolated groups of people uh, scattered among the islands of uh, Cape Suzette. You'd see, um, you'd see more bandit camps, you know, sort of Porco Rosso situation, but where everyone is a pig as opposed to just one guy. (laughs) There you go, folks. You just got some, some real, uh, (laughs) you got some sociology dropped on you there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like, we aim, I'm just going to very accurate. Sorry. No, that, yeah. uh, that was actually Please. solid gold radio. I, I just think I'm going to risk uh, getting a cease and desist letter uh-huh. a la Alex Jones. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe drop in some tailspin theme song in here because that's a fucking jam and that's going to cheer people up if they yeah, know that. I think that's really good. I think that's really good. Also, you know, I'm looking at lists of uh, Tailspin episodes and um, they are remarkably on brand in terms of knowing that it's this like 30s and 40s adventure serial era that is their bread and butter. Because we've got uh, we've got an episode called From Here to Machinery uh, <laughs> on a wing and a bear. Well, this one's just called Flying Dupes. So that's not particularly fun, but um it's it's like the Animaniacs, and that like now as an adult, you realize there's kind of there's kind of a brilliant like joke beneath the joke going on all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and apparently a lot of like commentary on communism, which I guess is coming to coming to uh, crepe Suzette in the episode Flying Dupes, much like communism is coming to our shores in the form of capitalism is really fucking broken and we definitely need to do something else uh, at this time. And tailspin theme song. So one more, um, this comes from Keith and it's actually not a question, but maybe just a reminder that those of us in public service positions, retail and food service that are still at work, aren't responsible for the situation we're in patience with those of us that are trying to do what we can with the time and resources available goes a long way. So that's some real talk from Keith. There's absolutely there's no Keith, joke thank you here for the, for the real talk. No, uh, like don't, uh, as we said earlier in the episode, like don't blame people for this that aren't at fault. Right. I mean, and that includes people of, of Asian descent, despite what our president says, that includes people who are in public service jobs or in retail jobs. They can't work. They are doing what they have to do to survive right now. And they don't like being in that position, but do yeah. blame, 
Well, <laughs> do blame do do blame our government response. We can do that if you if you want to be angry. God, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just tip the shit out of your delivery drivers and anyone who is performing a service for you. You know, uh, people need blood right now. Um, especially, I hear people who've gotten tattoos at Gumby's. So, you know, like, like uh, donate to uh, donate blood if you can. If you find a, a safe um, uh, service that's doing so, I think this is a good time to start doing that. Um, if you are in a county, obviously, where uh, you can safely travel to those places. If you're in a a county where uh, um, it's not called cease and desist, is it? It's called. Um, Something uh, like shelter in place, shelter, shelter yeah. in place. That's it. It's, it's much better than cease and desist. That's what we're going to get after the tailspin theme. Right. You guys <laughs> might get a shelter in place order. Yeah. Don't go and like, don't go out and donate blood if you're in a shelter in place. Right. Like that's, that's probably not going to be helpful, but you know, do donate blood if you can Do donate money to, to reputable um, funds and charities if you can. Um, and please, as we said before, send a package through stamps.horse just you'll know how it just if you if you put something in a box you you use our services put a stamps.horse stamp right there on it and then leave it just outside your front door that'll be that'll be enough the horses will find it you have to uh you have to put your your middle finger and your thumb in your mouth and then do one of those really loud whistles absolutely and that will summon the horse and that has the added wonderful effect of not panicking anyone. Um, like it, it'll have a calming effect on the neighborhood because you'll just be like putting weird <laughs> blank packages outside your front door and whistling loudly. And you know, it go like, oh, okay, cool. I live in a sane place where the rule of law still applies and people, people have kept it together because they're just, they're just using stamps.horse. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice to know that our fictional corporate entity can can bring some reassurance to people in these troubled times absolutely it's really good it's really like i mean i really want to found stamps.horse now (laughs) just to like just to like give people something to hold on to um you know i've been having this feeling the whole time and uh, i don't know if you're having it as well ben but uh i watched oh my god this is the third reference i've made this show but i you know i was watching uh, last week tonight on uh, on sunday night and I don't know if you caught it, but John Oliver was just broadcasting from like a blank room and there was no audience and it was incredibly disconcerting. And it was mm-hmm. like a very, it was a good, his, his writing was up to par, his delivery was great, but with no laugh track or a live audience and just like no ability to, to have any voice reflected, it, it was, it was actually kind of a terrifying experience. And um, I realized that's how I feel every week on this show. <laughs> where we tell jokes Wait, uh, and then there's just no reaction. <laughs> and we've got to hope that you're listening and laughing at home, folks, because otherwise we're in big fucking trouble. <laughs> oh uh, Tyler, if if you've been recording this show every week, then I think I might know what the problem is. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I was still operating under the like fiction that we were a podcast and not like just an occasionally released like holiday special that only comes around like plague times. Uh, I mean, we've, we've hit 10 episodes, which is rarefied air for podcasts. It's true. The double digits. Shit. 
Um, anyway, thank you to Keith for that comment. And thank yeah. you to all of the people doing service work out there. Absolutely. Putting, putting themselves on the line for the rest of us. And often, you know, these are people who aren't getting paid a lot and don't have great right. benefits. And so yeah. no, thank you to them. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who's a librarian who, uh, you know, works for a public library, took an oath of service to, to remain in that library until it closes. Um, and um, just has lots of stories every day about getting coughed on by people wandering into the library because the library is where you go to cough on other people, um, which Jesus. was true before this, but like, yeah. So guys, I mean, thank I, you. Yeah. Thank you for to your that service. person. But in, also every, what yeah, kind but, of what the fuck, right? What kind of library is this that makes you swear an oath of service until you, um, <laughs> until the library closes or you die? Pretty sure it's, it's just, just like Santa Monica the, public library. <laughs> are you sure it's not like the library of the Knights of Malta or something? Oh my God. Like, look, the Knights of Malta, funny you should bring that up. AKA the Knights Hospitaller who do have an early like medieval hospital on the island of Malta that they staffed. Uh, we owe quite a bit to in this day and age. That hospital is also, according to a book I was reading just last night, very haunted. So I guess it's, I guess it's in the air, haunted hospitals all over <laughs> and libraries of the Knights of Malta. Oh God. I'm sorry. Ben, I do real thing to talk about a haunted hospital. <laughs> I know this happens every, every episode, but <laughs> I derailed your attempt to get every damn time on track again. Yeah. When will I learn? Uh, shit. Uh, I think we're, we're going to have to call this here cause it's uh, it's nine thirty one, and in dad hours, that's 3 AM. Yeah. So. And, uh, it's six thirty where I am and that's always a good time to start drinking. So, um, we'll see you hopefully pretty soon. Uh, you know, uh, what with not having an ability to do other things, there may be more time for podcasting. But again, there's no way we're ever going to promise you anything beyond <laughs> that. So <laughs> who knows? We, do, we don't promise anything. No. Uh, no. I was going to try to make another <laughs> yeah, stamps.horse no. joke, but I just didn't have it no, in no, me. No, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I like it. We don't promise anything. End of sentence. Trail off into yeah. Trail into off silence. into the tailspin theme as we slowly but surely <laughs> like get sad about both the coronavirus and getting sued by Disney. <laughs> <laughs>